0: Hi, I'm Jonathan, and I'm Jeremy, and welcome to Inside Quotes, the show where my brother and I discuss our favorite childhood movies. This is going to be fun. We can stay up late, swapping manly stories, and in the morning, I'm making waffles. Since we were kids, we've been obsessed with movies and have found ourselves always speaking to each other in movie quotes, to the point that we formed many inside jokes, or as we like to call them, Inside Inside Quotes. Quotes. That was bloody brilliant. Each episode, my brother and I will be taking turns picking a movie to rewatch, review, and relive the magic of our childhood. Mm. I know some of these words. We hope you'll join us for the ride, and maybe we'll make a few inside quotes of our own. Enjoy the show! And now we're pleased to bring you our feature presentation. Hey, what? Jonathan, do you know what this is? A Million Dollar Pipe? No. Uh, Million Dollar Pipe? <laughs> no, silly. This is episode 9 of Inside Quotes. That's right. And welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Inside Quotes. I'm your host, Jonathan, and I'm here with my brother, Jeremy. What's up? And we've got a great movie pick for you today. But first, yeah, we sure do. That's right. But first, we gotta address the elephant in the room. Jeremy, where have we been? Yeah, where have we been? We took a couple weeks off here. Actually, Jeremy came and visited me. Yeah, not just me, my whole family for like a week. So so here's the deal. Here's here's the elephant in the room. We haven't posted in a week or so, and we originally planned this episode to be released for july 4th weekend Mm -hmm. because because of the relevance of this movie um i'm sure you've already you've clicked on the title so you know what it is it's national treasure yes it's one of our favorite movies ever and we decided since i was going down to florida to visit y'all i wanted to watch it with the rest of the family so we took a little bit longer and we ended up just not recording and which is kind of ironic because i was with you the whole week yeah, And we just didn't have time to record. And now first we're, time. I'm a thousand miles away, back no. in Kentucky, <laughs> and now yeah. it's easier to record. Yeah, the only one we ever recorded in the same room was uh, Surf's Up, our uh, pilot episode. Yeah, our worst one. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> no, probably not. But... Well, we'll see how this one goes. <laughs> yeah, But yeah, you were down here <laughs> yeah. and it was, you, I mean, you were pretty busy. With stuff, and I was working and everything. I didn't take any time off, yeah. so... We really didn't have time to record, and then... Stuff just kept happening. We had a whole, like, cell phone fiasco the next week. Oh, yeah. Verizon oh, and AT&T. Nightmare. So. This <laughs> anyway... Po- this podcast is not sponsored by cell phone carriers. No. It is sponsored, though, thanks for reminding me, by Aquafina. Aquafina? Yeah. did they come out with a new magnifying glass? That's right. If you, if you need to look up the time on a dollar bill... You just hold that water bottle up and you just check the time. Be sure to account for daylight savings. It's 222. We missed it. Wait, I know something that you guys don't. We'd love to hear your share, Riley. Right. Let me uh let me just take in this moment. Hmm. Wow. That's how this feels. Anyways, we took a little bit of a break, but we're back now. Better than ever. Better than ever. That could be up for debate. But We're here to talk National Treasure. And Jeremy, this is one that you picked. So why don't you let everyone know, you know, what made you want to talk about this one? Now, when I say a certain movie is a staple of our childhood, like I usually do, I really mean it for this episode because this is one of those movies where our entire family would watch. This is on the default list. This is on the default shelf, default shelf of DVDs. Yeah. Where if we didn't know what to watch, we just put that on. Either that, Sandlot, Home Alone, or like Father of the Bride. Um National Treasure was probably we've probably watched that more as a family than any other movie. Maybe Napoleon Dynamite. Not sure. <laughs> yeah. That that is true. It's it is one that always like it, it's never been hard for me and you to watch something, and usually mm. our mom will, will want to watch whatever we're watching. But getting dad but I was thinking to about this. dad. Too, dad is very picky when it comes to movies and it either has to make him laugh or it has to be something somewhat historical because he's a big world war two fan, <laughs> not a fan of the actual war. Just, he's just <laughs> interested in history. He's a history buff. Uh, shout out to dad. <laughs> um, but he, shout out to dad. Just got his first iPhone. First ever iPhone. And he's a subscriber to our podcast. Now, finally, finally, um, very proud of him. It's been eight years since I've been trying to get him, onto the smartphone craze, <laughs> this trend that's happening. He, he just wanted to make sure it wasn't a phase, you know, the, the, the smartphones <laughs> are here to stay. Yeah. But yeah. So our, our mom always loved like the, the stories and like somewhat fictional. She's mom always liked the, the fictional side of movies. And if it was like nonfiction, she didn't really care about it that much. But dad is a huge nonfiction fan and we just love movies in general so this movie has a little something for each each one of us in our family sure yeah and there's a lot there's a a lot of good humor in the movie too so i think that's another (laughs) another appeal it's got the historical fiction and a lot of comedy mostly from from riley mostly from riley Yeah. yeah and speaking of riley we uh do have a special guest that we'll be interviewing later on so keep on listening stay tuned but yeah so obviously this is a movie that we watched a lot as a family um Mm -hmm. did you have any personal memories attached to this other than there there are way too many yeah way too many um jonathan you want to go first (laughs) (laughs) no um okay so jonathan do you remember it's 2004 and you get a permission slip in your Friday folder. <laughs> You're in seventh grade? I was in seventh, yeah. You get a permission slip saying that the entire middle school is going to see National Treasure as a school in theaters. Yes. Ring a bell. Uh yeah, vaguely, yeah. <laughs> um yeah basically i'm the first time i saw this was our school did like a field trip and like our the whole middle school maybe some of the other lower grades it was like a private school so it was like pre-k through eighth grade or whatever so i was one of the few privileged ones that actually got to go to the theater because i was an office kid because our mom worked in the library and our mom wanted to go too so she went as a chaperone and i just got to tag along and skip Mm -hmm. school and so, yeah, I remember I, I knew nothing about this movie going into it. Well, like leading up to it. Uh, then I remember them saying, oh, we're going to go see this movie. And they had the permission slips. And mm-hmm. they all I knew was like, oh, it was some kind of like <clears throat> historical movie. So it, it's somewhat it's gonna academic. It's going to be educational. Educational. It's going to be Rick Steves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of seventh grade geography, we watched a lot <laughs> of Rick Steves in that class. And I loved it. <laughs> You got to go see Rick Steves go to every pub in every town in Europe. (laughs) But anyway, um, so, but I do remember one thing they said, before you go see the movie, there was like, to promote the movie, they had actually released like the opening, like five minutes of the movie online. So Mm -hmm. I like went to the National Treasure website and like watched the clip and what it was, it was, it was took like 30 minutes to load because it was 2004. Yeah, maybe maybe not quite that long. wasn't quite quite that bad, but yes, it it did take take a while. <laughs> <laughs> I think we were past the dial up at that point, but yes, it did take a while. And uh, I just remember in the library computers watching the Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire um, <laughs> preview when it first came out that day. Yeah, and I was sitting with Paul and you, mm-hmm. and I just remember it taking like at least thirty minutes to load just the two minute trailer. Yeah. <laughs> it was like 180 P whatever it is. Just P. Just just, 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 just just one P. Just P <laughs> Just one. <laughs> I've heard horror stories about like when the Phantom Menace trailer came out, this was like 98, 99. People and this was dial up. People had to like let it load overnight. <laughs> oh so that they could watch it the next day. It was like so bad, but I cannot imagine that. Anyway, I- they released the opening scene, so the the initial prologue of the movie with Ben Gates as a kid mm-hmm. and his grandfather telling him the story of the treasure. That was all. I so swear. <laughs> yes, uh, that whole part was like online. So I watched that before, and then when it cuts to like grown up Ben Gates in the Arctic, that's when the scene ended. Mm. So that was like available, and I remember watching that online. I was like, okay, well, cool. I guess I'll go see it. I still didn't like think that much of the movie, (laughs) but then the whole school went and we watched it. And, uh, and I just like loved it. I was like, this is a great movie. (laughs) It is the most exciting, most satisfying heist film that I've ever seen. Wow. More than like oceans 11. (laughs) I was thinking this is a perfect mixture between oceans 11 and Indiana Jones. Okay, yeah. With the, crin- with, no, with the cringiness of the mummies series. <laughs> That's a knock on this movie. No Brendan Fraser, but I mean, I, it's pretty safe to say that like this is Nick Cage's best movie. Who cares Dude, about what anything about Sorcerer's else? Sorcerer's Apprentice. <laughs> also directed by uh, John Turtletop. Really? Yeah. <laughs> you know, they went to high school together? No, I didn't know that. I didn't go to that high school. <laughs> oh, this is one of the few Nicolas Cage movies that you're not freaked out by him as a person. <laughs> yeah, he actually has like a good character. Yeah, it's like kind of like he has a good, I don't know, good backstory. And he's like a like a good person, <laughs> he's, like trying yeah. to do the right thing, you know. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it. I I think it's his best. It's trying movie. to clear it's his family name, you know, I'm not. I'm not too huge into. I can't really think of anything else that I really like care about with him in it. I just know he's in everything because he's trying to pay off his like IRS debts or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's he, he's not the smartest with his money. I, <laughs> I guess. Um. So that was the main the main thought I remember about this movie is uh, I remember it was a whole event. The school went to go see this movie. It was a field trip, which and is unheard of because schools don't do that. Except we did. I've never heard of that for other movies. We did. We also did. It's just our specific school. Maybe yeah. that's why we like movies so much. Is because we went to the movie theater on our field trips. <laughs> I remember we saw Polar Express. That was a good one. Uh, yeah, it was, was it was a Christian. It was a Christian school, so I remember going and seeing uh, the VeggieTales movie, Jonah. Oh yeah. Uh, we I saw. I do remember. That. I was in kindergarten then. Yeah, we saw the first two Harry Potter movies. Remember that? I I saw Chamber of Secrets. I didn't see the first one. But. Uh, other than that, I think we teased last time our uh, our trip, our vacation. Yes. That we took to D.C. Oh, man. So I thought Shoot. we'd talk about that. So we basically drove all the way to Washington, D.C. just to reenact see, uh, scenes from National Treasure. <laughs> we didn't care about the actual history. We just wanted to see where they the film was shot, basically, and see <laughs> the actual Declaration of Independence. And I remember actually trying to steal a souvenir version of it oh yeah in the gift shop the the gift shop of the jefferson monument yeah (laughs) (laughs) so it wasn't even that cool i I told the lady at the counter i was like hey i bet you get this all the time but can i like steal this and then come back and pay for it (laughs) (laughs) she's like yes (laughs) that's fine (laughs) i'll leave my diver's watch for collateral collateral (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh yeah, we went that was in like 2014. Summer yeah, time. I just I was the reason we did that is cuz I was already the week before hiking 60 miles or so on the Appalachian Trail in Virginia. Mm-hmm. So me and the Boy Scout troop, we went hiking yep. for about a week and then y'all picked me up from the trail. Mm-hmm. All stinky. <laughs> and then we went to like Bush Gardens, Virginia and then we we did yeah, we did. Um, we did. Jamestown, yeah, Williamsburg, Jamestown, and DC over the course of yeah. the week. And that was, was a super, great trip. Super I yep. I would do that again. Yeah, I loved it, and um, yeah, I mean, now we weren't actually Dad didn't going. didn't like there. it so much. <laughs> yeah, he had, some, he had some stomach issues, and we'll we'll leave it at that. <laughs> Yikes! But uh, let's just say we we toured every bathroom in. <laughs> Uh, Washington, D.C. That that is correct. At least once or twice. (laughs) Um, But yeah, we, I mean, we were going, we had never been to D.C., at least me and Jeremy. So, I mean, we were there to see the sites and stuff, but everywhere we went, we were constantly referencing national treasure. Uh, We even took like- Is that the exact step that they sat down when they were plotting to steal it? Yeah. (laughs) That's the desk they sat at in in the library when they were um, trying to figure out what to steal. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> it was it was really neat. Yeah, and uh we even took a picture on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial, kind of reenacting that scene, sort of. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, thinking about like, I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence, and then you know how they're how they're Riley's trying to convince them, like you can't do it. <laughs> Maybe hey, you should look for that picture, and I'll do a side by side and post it on Instagram. Yep, Instagram. That'd be cool. We'll, fo- uh, yeah, we'll post it on there. Be sure to follow us, by the way. Trying to get some more followers. Don't sound too desperate. We don't want you following us. Hey, I'm resolute about this. <laughs> it was resolved. It was resolved. It, it was, was it was, it was, res- was iron. Resolute. It was mineral. No, was no, 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 iron. <laughs> it was <laughs> um one of the best monologues of all time. Yeah. Well, under the Charlotte. In Charlotte. Um, one standout thing that I remember about that vacation was specifically when we did go see the declaration of independence Yes. and we go to the room and we're looking at it and you know, there's tons of people in there a lot more than is pictured in the movie. (laughs) And there's like security guards by like the cases. Mm -hmm. And I specifically remember asking the security guard, like, Hey, I'm sure you get this all the time, but like, the people like ask you about like national treasure and like people wanting to steal the declaration all, all the time. And the, the security guard woman, she was like, no, I haven't, I haven't seen that movie. Everyone keeps talking about it. And I was like, what? I was like, what? You're That's American. gotta be required. If you're going to work for the gov- US government, period. You're trying to protect you're it sure. and guard it. And you don't even know how we stole it before. <laughs> Yeah, I was I was gonna say that they have extra protection now because he stole it in two thousand four. Yeah, exactly. So I was so I was so shocked that that the security card hadn't seen national treasure. Wow, that's so lame. Um, and yeah, I remember us like making a point of like, oh, we need to watch this movie in the hotel while we're in like on this trip. Yes, and we did. Yes, <laughs> on a portable I think I both movies. portable DVD player hooked up to the hotel room TV. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is pre. Well, it was only twenty fourteen. We had laptops and stuff. I guess. Yeah. Never mind. But anyway, it was a good trip. And if you haven't been to Washington D.C., I would highly recommend it. It was actually a lot of fun. It was it was greater than like I expected it was going to be. I I enjoyed it a lot. Percent. Yeah. I I would go do the exact same things. <laughs> like we missed out on a lot of things. Like we didn't see the White House. Or, um, we didn't go to Mount Vernon or anything like that. Yeah, that's. But like, if we had to do the exact same thing over again, I would do it again Yeah, and not see anything else. There's a lot of things where it's like, oh, you have to write your Senator and arrange to, to go to things and yeah. set up meetings and stuff. So, you know, if you're going to go plan it out in advance, but there's still plenty of things to do even without, you know, getting yeah. into tour the white house or something like that, you know, the, the, uh, Smithsonian and all that. It's all there, so, yeah. Smithsonian's were legit. Speaking of Smithsonian's and Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, they have his actual uh, robe costume, Hogwarts robes, from that movie in, like, what was what's the museum that we went to? Smithsonian something? Yeah, there's, like, several it's different a museum, Several different like, like, Smithsonian museums. Class. Yeah, with different but themes th- or whatever. I think it was, like, about the arts or something. Anyways, it was, like, the first thing I saw was his Gryffindor robe and it looked really ratty. And I was like, "What? that's crazy. <laughs> thought, but yeah. my favorite, my favorite thing seeing, um, I guess it was just in the regular, what are the names? I mean, I have to look these up to be legit. Well, Sweet, while you're looking that up, man. um, names. I remember seeing like the original Kermit, the frog Muppet there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. It wasn't the same one as the, um, See, we go to DC, and all we care about is the museum with all the movie props. You know? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm going to say the favorite thing, the American History one is probably my favorite actually. Because mm-hmm. do you remember seeing? Um, they have George Washington's actual um, robe, or not for robe? His actual like general's waistcoat outfit. thing? waistcoat, and like had a saber and everything. Like the iconic portrait oh, he's a of Jedi. George Washington. <laughs> No. What? <laughs> his saber. <laughs> his iconic presidential portrait. Yeah. Not the one with the black, but the one with his general's uniform on. Mm-hmm. He had his general uniform. Like they had that. And I saw it and I stared at that thing for like at least 30 minutes. Yeah. While you guys were walking through it. And I was just so amazed that George Washington wore that. Yeah. Like he farted in that like, thing. He farted in that thing for <laughs> sure. <laughs> It's it, he bled in that thing. There's blood spots. Anyway, it's just crazy to comprehend. Yeah. Oh, when the Scottish guy Googles in the movie pass and stow, it says top results, Liberty bill. <laughs> Be careful. No one steps in them. Cause it's a prison. Okay. Go ahead and say that again. So Jeremy earlier today, you actually got a chance to sit down with one of the actors from this movie. Just, yeah, I sure did. Justin Bartha, who played Riley Yeah, one of, one of the he's best performances probably my favorite. in the movie. Probably, he's probably my favorite. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, he couldn't... We, we record kind of late, and he's... He, he You know, different time zones and all that. So we, we pre-recorded he's, this. Yeah. Uh, he, let's, disclaimer, he's kind of weird, and he thought I was weird. But I was just being normal. I, I noticed his skin once and that it just went downhill from there so don't expect the best interview all right yeah this this one was kind of bizarre but uh we're gonna go Ever ahead meet and meet your heroes <laughs> or heroes assistants <laughs> all right let's let's roll that that interview now all right justin bartha thank you so much for agreeing to sit down and talk with us about national treasure now you're just patronizing me so what was it like working on the set It was a hoot. I'll bet. It must have been really crazy working with Nick Cage, the star of the movie. I'd like to think that it's more my movie, but... Hey, hey, it's a free country. (laughs) You can believe whatever you want. So anyways, does Nick Cage have any, like, weird quirks or anything? Big candy guy. Really? Yeah. Interesting. And you're not? Uh, no. Well, that explains why you have such clear skin.
1: Thanks for noticing
0: my skin. Dude, anytime. You know, I forgot what I was about to ask you, for a second. Paul, Stop looking at people's skin. Start God. writing down questions. Sorry, sorry, I just didn't think we'd be talking about your skin today, that's all. If someone's skin is not clear, you're gonna tell America. Well, I try to take care of my skin, uh, sunscreen and all that, but... Hmm, I can tell. <laughs> uh, somehow this got more awkward? <laughs> <laughs> huh. Anyways. Looking back on some of the reviews for this movie, I found one from uh, Peter Travers of Rolling Stone calling National Treasure Rancid Cinematic Cheese? Someone's gotta criticize you. I mean, to be fair, the reviews were mixed. You saw the movie though, right? Oh yeah, I love it. It's a hoot. It is a hoot. And you you did get some praise from Peter Vonderhaar, of film threat, who said Justin Bartha's performance is the lone highlight of the movie. They finally figured it out that I have the answers, that it's all about me. Yeah. So how would you describe National Treasure to anyone who hasn't seen it yet? Which is doubtful, obviously. It's so much fun, this film. It has so much action, adventure, romance, comedy, and good skin. What? It brings the hoot. Uh, yeah. I couldn't have said it any better myself, Justin. Uh, thanks for coming on the podcast, man. You know what? What? There's something scary about you. (laughs) Yeah, I could say the exact same thing, my dude. You handled that well, man, Jeremy. What was that like? That sounded weird. <laughs> it was an experience, that's for sure. It was. Ugh. <laughs> I, it was definitely his weirdest interview. He, I, yeah. but I still, I, was, I still love him in the movie. I, I, I'm gonna try and forget for about sure. this interview and just remember his performance in the movie. <laughs> yes I, I think he should actually be in more movies than just national treasure and the hangover i agree i had that as a note actually that i wrote down when rewatching this one justin bartha needs why to be more in more movies i should have asked him that yeah that would be kind of rude i guess yeah justin don't listen to this if you're listening to our podcast right now just don't just turn it <laughs> off we're about to roast you i mean he um, so why isn't he in any other good movies like, he can't get a casting call? What? What is it? I don't know. I mean, to be fair, I haven't watched the other few movies that he is in, so. <laughs> Maybe there's a reason he's not in other things, but. National Treasure 3, we can keep our fingers crossed for that someday. Let's hope so. <laughs> Probably not. Nicolas Cage is getting old. <laughs> he's looking pretty rough. All right, well. We've waited long enough. Let's actually talk about the movie now. <laughs> what we've been talking about the movie the whole time That's true uh so national treasure came out 2004 we already discussed that had a hundred million dollar budget so not too shabby made 347 million dollars and i don't know if that's domestic wow. worldwide but it was a hit and okay. the second one I, i'm sure did i'm pretty sure did even better box office wise so again
1: oh because it's way more popular where's
0: national treasure three I don't the problem was because it's so hard to write these complex movies mm-hmm. of historical fiction because they care so much about it being accurate yeah. to a point. So you have to like write around actual American history. Yeah. And it's gotta be plausible, but at the same time, like none of this is really believable. <laughs> right. And also like another thing is like Jerry Bruckheimer is a very um uh, popular producer and he's been busy with a bunch of other films yeah for the past 16 years yeah i think <laughs> like i think pirates so. of the caribbean and like did you transformers or something no uh, no that's michael bay well maybe he's maybe he produces, produces those i don't know he's definitely a big blockbuster uh producer i don't know if he did any of the no he didn't work on the he didn't work on the transformers but all of the parts Pir- of the caribbean franchise and oh here's a standout from 2009 g-force the animated G-Force? guinea pig movie was that galifianakis <laughs> yeah but yeah it's got it's got uh nicholas cage you know i have to if i think back about it i i don't know that i'd even seen any Nicolas cage movies before this not really probably my first interview. they were all inappropriate <laughs> yeah uh we've got john voight which we had again, probably never seen anything with him in it, but we had recently um, seen what Holt. Are you talking about Mr. Yeah. Mr. Sir, an iconic performance.: We had a year to think about John Boyd in our life.: um, I love Sean Bean. We get him as, the, as Ian, the uh, antagonist for Yeah, he's great in everything he's in. And fun fact, this is actually one of the only few movies that he's in that he doesn't die. Yeah. Maybe they'll bring him back for number three. He's in prison. That would be sick. Someone's got to go to prison. You know what? You know what's dumb? that I come up with stupid thoughts? Like, what if they just have to like add a cast member to this movie? Like what if Nick Cage can't do national treasure three, who would replace him? Brendan Fraser. <laughs> no, he's doing worse. <laughs> I don't, I don't know who they, who they'd replace him with. I, As of recording, there's rumors that they're working on a National Treasure 3, but also possibly a Disney Plus series, which I think that would be like a younger cast. And I don't know what that would be. That just holds fans over. We might might be putting it into Disney Plus pretty soon. Who knows? Yeah. Um, Also in this movie, we've got Diane Kruger. I don't know if that's how you say it. Kruger. uh, Kruger. I guess so. But yeah, I hadn't seen her in anything before. Fun fact, she dated Joshua Jackson, who played Charlie Conway in the Mighty Ducks movies. Really? They dated for like a long time. What? I read that on the... Charlie's like 13 years old. What are you talking about? (laughs) That's weird. How old was she? I don't know. I I do know one thing about her accent, though. Saxony German. Well, your accent. Pennsylvania Dutch? Saxony German. Oh. <laughs> you're not American? Let's just talk about the beginnings beginnings of this movie. Okay. Um so you're starting out in the attic and he gives like the whole backstory of the treasure and how um the Gates family are washed up treasure hunters that aren't they don't amount to anything because they're crazy. <laughs> and then you're they drop you in the middle of the north pole arctic circle yeah and they find the charlotte oh fun fact um jason earl from hannah montana is in this movie yeah i never noticed that until this rewatch here oh i i've, I've noticed that for years mm-hmm. i thought it was the greatest thing ever dang flabbit charles Carroll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he played his like his grandfather whatever that the guy told the secret to about the secret yeah, life of charlotte yeah there's so many good and bad things that happen in that first sequence of uh of the charlotte scenes okay um there, there is a plot hole or just some just a bad criticism um but first let's talk about uh graphicness how the early 2000s like to do close-ups of weird things sticking into thumbs okay it all started with spider-man when he got bit and you saw his little prickles or something come straight up out of his thumb it was satisfying yet disgusting (laughs) at the same time and they did the exact same thing with Nicolas cage cutting into his thumb yeah and bleeding yeah and using that to read a clue (gasps) it's a clue I was like, that dude is so cool. He's willing to cut into his own self. Yeah. yeah. Also, it's gross. It's just a trend of the time of close-ups on thumbs. And this could just be moving the movie along, but he's kind of a genius. Oh, figuring uh, out the riddle, Ben. Yeah, it took him two minutes <laughs> to figure out to put connections between some measly old pipe to oh, there's an invisible map on the actual declaration of independence yeah and i'm gonna steal it yeah or it's gonna get stolen like <laughs> i i am like terrible at riddles i like hate them i can never figure <laughs> them out <laughs> the only ones i know is like the ones i've been told stain is you know like horse horse's, horse, name, is horse's name is friday <laughs> so this is my plot hole this is my problem with this okay when they're in the Charlotte and Ben figured out like it's the only way to get to the treasure is to steal the declaration of independence. Sean goes from being Sean Bean. What's his Ian. name? What's his name? Ian. Ian goes from being like an art archeology, like financial backer and supporter to Ben to this high stakes criminal within like five seconds. <laughs> and it's just like, he's just now revealing that to Ben, even though they've been friends for years and, we played poker together. You know I can't bluff. they <laughs> have known each other for years, and he hasn't figured it out. His goons. Mm. Um, and then, like, what's weird is that Ben, like, even though they've been friends for years, and, like, he comprehended that for the first time and immediately just being willing to die for it within, like, 10 seconds of actual, like, raw dialogue, not just, like, oh yeah, movie editing. In order to pre- like, protect the decoration, he's creepy. like, oh, I'll just blow up everything. It's like, yeah, Bro, you could have been wrong about that riddle. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's it. It's like too much of a hindrance. Yeah. A hindrance. <laughs> yeah, the the movie starts out, it has a lot of like, work to do to set up the story. And I think it, which is really hard. And they did the best they I could. I think it does it pretty well with the whole prologue sequence explaining the history of the treasure. <laughs> and then him, you know, actually grown up the searching. flashbacks were kind of cheesy, but I guess it's, it, it was like exactly what the mummy movies did. Yeah. Great movies. One, <laughs> well, maybe not that third one. <laughs> oh, gross. But yeah. Uh, and so, the yeah, there's a lot of like setting up with, you know, kind of his monologue, trying to figure out this riddle on the, on the boat pretty quickly there and setting up the plot. But um, yeah. yeah, I guess it, I don't know how, like, if they've known each other all their lives, it didn't seem that way to me. It just seemed like, Oh, he's kind of a financial backer. It's obviously if he doesn't have some like real job, there's gotta be someone that's like Hmm. trying to finance his excavations and searching for treasure and glues and all that. So I guess, yeah, like you said, he was just now revealing like I've, I don't remember the exact quote, but he's like, I've handled operations of questionable legality. (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know and how did he get that from like he has unlimited funds yeah but like how how does he think that he's just capable of doing that yeah he's like so confident about it (laughs) i feel like uh this opening scene though has a couple uh quotes that we say a lot which is because it's a prison yeah well just (laughs) just the explanation for anything we'll just say because it's a prison and uh because it's important and when uh oh no that's a yeah later basically all the lines that the goons say are pretty funny yeah um but then later on when i don't when uh riley what what, i don't remember what triggers it but then riley just says albuquerque oh yeah see i can do it too (laughs) see i can do it too you know it's just like anytime someone like switches gears and says something random we're just like okay albuquerque (laughs) (laughs) albuquerque this car smells weird. Yeah, all the <laughs> Riley quotes are great, too. Everything he just spits out is just gold. Yeah. And Inside quotes, no quotes for other days. Person could really, yeah. <laughs> like, no other person could really do that role. I mean, I'm sure, like, somebody could take over for Nicolas Cage. Like, that's a hard role to do, mm-hmm. yes, but not as bad as Riley would have been with anybody else. Yeah, Because... Riley turned his annoying character into somebody who is actually funny and he like he talked a lot and made those one-liners and complained a lot but I was never once annoyed with him yeah well he he I guess serves as kind of like like the everyman that everyone can relate to you Mm -hmm. know because he's not you know he's like a tech guy and he's smart and all this but he's not like a history buff you know he's just along for the ride he wants to help out Yeah, he wants to do the right thing but also you know he wants some treasure so he can buy a Ferrari in the end, you know, <laughs> a measly 1% a percent. Oh, half of a percent. Actually, <laughs> I guess he's kind of dorky a little bit, but he's like competent in his job too. So he's not like annoying. Cause he's not like a bumbling fool, you know, but yep. he's also just hilarious. Man, this movie, just like, I haven't really realized it that much, but like this movie, like inspired me to learn more about American history. Hmm. Like when I was in high school, In like college, I took American history and I actually enjoyed it because I was relating it to this movie in whatever way I could. Sure. Either that or John Adams miniseries. That was legit. HBO, yeah. I have Disney? Who do I have to thank for my love for American history? Because this is like forty percent of my love of it. Nicholas Cage. (laughs) Nicholas Cage, thank you for inspiring me to pursue Uh, american history even though i'm not i'm a marketing major (laughs) so yeah anyway once they uh they uh they blow up the charlotte and Mm -hmm. they somehow make it back to the u.s they're in the middle of the arctic circle how did they get back without dying (laughs) yeah (laughs) some like inuit village or something yeah he's just like oh i think there's a there's a village eight miles away or something it's like okay, they got iPhones. Eight miles was a long time. And they uh, and they actually went there. They shot a lot of this stuff on location. They they actually went. Yeah. actually, no, they didn't go to the Arctic, but they shot this like in like Utah somewhere, and it was like negative twenty degrees or something, like for real. And then, which is legit. Then, like the actual inside the ship, they filmed that they built a set inside of a like a freezer, like a locker, meat locker type thing. Mm-hmm. So even even then, on the actual set. Like it was still like really cold, like twenty degrees or something like that. But yeah, they make it back to the states. They come up with the plan. The only way to stop Ian is to steal the Declaration of Independence. I love that sequence when Riley's like, "No, you cannot do this. It's impossible." Not, not the, it, not that it shouldn't be done. It can't be done. should be done. <laughs> and then <laughs> yeah. he's like, he's like, let, "Let me show you. Let me prove it to you." And he just does that (laughs) whole, like, sequence there of, like, somehow he knows, you know, the average person knows the whole security process of what happens with with this declaration of independence. The preservation room. Enjoy. Go ahead. Do you know what the preservation room is for? Delicious jams and jellies. And on top of that, uh, before they decided to steal it, I guess they had gone around to, like, the FBI and all the CIA and was like trying to say like Homeland security. Homeland yeah. security hey, you know, this guy, Ian, he's going to steal the declaration. You should let us look at it. That's how they meet, uh, Dr. Chase, right? First. And mm-hmm. then, and they find out about the gala, the whole George Washington campaign button thing. I really admire that because it connects. It's like glue for this plot to move forward, mm-hmm. to stick together and move forward. Yeah. I love that. Cause he like emphasized it twice in the initial thing yeah and that's what really i mean she kind of like went along for the ride after that mainly i'm sure the button really helped she was bribed well he was spitting game (laughs) he was spitting it but yeah like that's not something i picked up on the first watch was the significance of the button because obviously he commented on it in her office and he sent it to her so that she could get her fingerprint on it right Yes, and then he used the fingerprint to uh, get. Well, he, no, he got the fingerprint off the glass too, though. No, he he just gave it to her. Oh, be it for her to be on his side a little bit. There was some. That's there why was something there connected though, and I can't remember. He, he dipped he dipped it in the invisible ink. I don't know if he that's, wrote anything okay, on it. That's what it was. It was covered in the invisible ink, so that when she touched the button, and then she touched the glass, it would leave the fingerprint that he'd be able to read later. So it was significant to him getting the fingerprint somehow for him to be able to find the fingerprint. Oh, okay. Well, that seems like a long time. Yeah. Do you think she'd get a shower before work or between <laughs> yeah. work and the gala? And if it's just a fingerprint on a glass, you should be able to find it anyway. But I don't think, I don't think that was right. I'm pretty sure it was covered in the maybe, invisible. Maybe stuff. It, it, it was, I think he just dipped it. Okay, just never comes. Mind. All right. I remember what it was now. <laughs> I specifically, okay. okay. It's not the fingerprint. Do you want me to start over. No, okay. keep going. This is good. We're figuring this uh, out. Okay, we're figuring it out as we go. Totally. What it was, and everyone's like yelling at their iPhones, like, "No, you idiot! It was this." <laughs> what it was is that's how they got the password on the keyboard. So he he did yes. the, the black light to see which keys. Oh which yes, keys. it's clicking. So the button was like a whole was like in, like a whole key to their whole plan, and that's why when she was like she thanked him for it, it was like, "Oh, you did get it because <laughs> it was like if she didn't get the button." There's no way they're going to be able to hack the password. I need to watch this movie again just so I can see I, that. that. That is I, connecting. That's not something that I noticed in like back in the day. That's great. That that that's exactly what was right. Yeah. And if we were wrong about it, the director that's was what wrong. It was, so I, I love the awkward interaction at the gala mm. when that her other coworker Todd or whatever yeah. his name is not Todd is uh, trying to spit game. <laughs> he's like here's to here's to high treason yeah. had they been caught their entrails would have been ripped out and burned or something like that. drawn quartered and my personal favorite have their entrails cut out and burned <laughs> and then he drinks like two champagnes <laughs> drinks the entire the entire thing <laughs> he's like then he overemphasized it to her he's trying to get her on her side one with the coin to that the coin had no it's not a coin, it looks like a coin. it's the a button, button yeah um, I always thought it was a coin, mm-hmm. but Jesse, he was just trying to get her on her on her on his side, like, hey, I'm about to do something bad, but I'm doing it for the right reason yeah here's here's to what here's to people doing something wrong for what they knew what was right, for what they knew what was right, <laughs> and he just like made the weirdest eye contact with her <laughs> so then he goes. He hacks in, he gets into the preservation room, rolls it up, but lo and behold, Ian is going to break in too at the same time. So they run into each other of and uh, there's some gunfire. And they there. help him get it out of the thing because they shoot mm-hmm. it. So he it, it would have had a hard time. How did he get that, roll it up and have it in his suit in one elevator ride? Elevators are pretty fairly yeah. quick. He's quick. It was a nice building too. <laughs> Also, I'm pretty sure if you rolled up the actual de- Declaration of Independence today, it would just crumble. Oh, it, it would it not would, like roll ripped anything. up and stuff, and yeah, <laughs> there's no way. We, I remember seeing that thing and it was so faded. Yeah, the re- it was kind of disappointing actually, because <laughs> they made us believe that it was like in perfect condition still. <laughs> and then when we saw it in person, I was like, I can't even read yeah. this thing. Well, that's why you got to go to the gift shop and get a replica. yes, thirty-four ninety-five they also take visa yeah and this podcast is brought to you by souvenir declaration of independences and constitutions they take visa don't steal it or else you'll get called out and that's one of the things with like a movie like this in the modern era cuz it's like instantly as soon as he uses a credit card now the fbi or whatever they're on, they're tracking him from then on you know <laughs> he didn't yeah. have cash A credit card slip <laughs> anyway uh so they they, they he gets out it's running away from Ian. They're not far behind. Dr. Chase, Abigail, runs after him. She sees something's up. He's acting weird. I don't know what's up with this guy. And uh, runs out to the van. They end up bringing her along somehow. This <laughs> is like kidnapping her. I don't know. Wait, no, Ian kidnaps her, right? No, Ian tries to kidnap because she takes the the fake. Right. And then she's trying to get back to the security guards. But then... They kidnap her. Which one that's also there's a couple like really cool cinematic shots that I like in this movie. Um and one of them was in this part. Um is when they realize that Ian's kidnapping her and they get out of the car, and it's a shot of the side view mirror Mm -hmm. with Riley's face, and then the dude that's driving the truck shoots and shoots the mirror, but you're tricked into thinking that it's hitting Riley because it's like just you just see the mirror. Mm -hmm. It's really, really cool. Yeah, I kind of like the shot too, just before that. It's just a cool shot that they were actually on location or whatever. But when she's leaving the the gala building, and you she's walking across the street, and you see like the Congress building in the background. That's yeah, a cool shot. Yeah, good composition. Yeah. Wasn't as artsy as sure machine, no no. There's much more <laughs> clever. But yeah, they go on the great car chase. Except it's kind of. I mean, it's like fast paced, but it is like a couple of like big cargo vans. So they're probably not going that fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, they did all their own stunts for it, too. They hung out. Uh, both Nick Cage and Diane Kruger did their own stunts in this movie, especially in that scene. And she had to take like a week off because she was sore from hanging on that door. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like a week or two. just to recover. Yeah, that, that looked like it could hurt, like <laughs> slamming into that door and closing and all that stuff. Ian gets away with the the replica. He thinks he's got it and lets him go. They drive off and uh, he crumples it up and gets all mad. Oh, another shot that I think is good is in this next scene when they're in the park trying to figure out what to do next. And it's like, oh, I can't go back to my apartment mm-hmm. where I've got a lab and all this. And uh, when she tries to run off with the declaration and she like, he like runs after her and chases her and like grabs her and like, and you Three. see that shot's like a full moon in the background.
1: it's like a silhouette and
0: there's like the moon in the background that's kind of a cool cool looking thing that was really their legs were kicking up yeah Yeah, that was cool that's a shot that stands out to me and i guess another one was the the bus one where they're later on in the movie when they're running away from ian and he's just casually walking with the the document holder and the bus comes through and then by the time the bus leaves he's running that was that was a cool shot, and then my last favorite. We're just getting all our favorite yeah. shots out. My last favorite shot was um, one of like the first close up like macro shots that yeah. I've seen. Um, whenever they're actually in the catacombs and they're walking down, and like the the elevator breaks, and you just see a close up of a nail, a two hundred year old nail just shooting out, splintering out of the oh, wood. Yeah. I thought that was so cool. (laughs) One thing I thought you were about to say a second ago, but it's when near the very end, when Ian finally does get the declaration of independence and it's when like Abigail's running across the street and then she's about to get hit by a car and it like flies Mm -hmm. in the air and it's like slow motion and it bounces over. And then, then the truck runs over it and it's like, Oh, it's still good. But then you just see Ian like walk up slow motion and like pull up the canister and like undo the lid. Pull it out so cool. and look at it. And it's like, we're done here. You know, <laughs> it's, yeah. back on and it's like, I just thought that was a pretty cool one too. Maybe just cause it's in slow-mo. I don't know. And it's Sean Bean and he's so cool. Despite the cheesy acting, this movie is really yeah. good. Like, I don't know why it gets so much yeah. hate. It, you, you just have to kind of suspend some of the and unbelievable. You can't pick at it sure. too much. Yeah. So they figure out, Oh, we're going to have to go, going to have to go see his dad. just, just to have a place to hide, because the the FBI are after him now. I don't know. That's a, it's kind of a, a funny scene of them like trying to like unravel the the declaration, and his dad doesn't even know what's going on. He's like, "Is that an animal skin? Put that thing in the oven." But it, not oh, work. It needs heat. Heat. <laughs> he's he's a good character in this. Yeah. He, little he overdid it a little too much with the status quo, <laughs> but Man, the status quo has <laughs> changed he said it so much that I didn't realize what they were doing. Like, I just like, what does status quo mean? What? Yeah. As a second. I I don't know that I really understood what it meant other than kind of figuring out what it meant in this context, I guess, seeing this movie, it was a vocab word for national treasure status quo. So they're at his house, his dad's house. They figure out, they use the lemons and the hairdryer to (laughs) make some concoctions. Which is cool. (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> we need some heat anyway they figure out they need to go to uh philadelphia for to get the silence do good letters they thought his dad had it yes. but he doesn't have it oh i was so excited when we learned about silence do good in writing oh, yeah. history I'll, i know so much about this it's like excuse me I already can i be excused I already know everything I, just give me the test right, right now. i'll give it i'll get an a plus lickety split and i'm Trying to become a Freemason. <laughs> <laughs> Freemasons get all the treasure, dog. Uh, so they go to Philadelphia. They figure out the clues, pass and stow on the letters, yeah. and and that fourth grader gets like a hundred, hundred twenty dollars yep. in they, one day on one field Riley? trip. I was thinking. About, go ahead. I was thinking about this kid. He's on his field trip in Philadelphia, and he makes hundred twenty dollars. Even if it's a week long trip, like that kid's spending that money, because how else is he going to explain that to his parents that sent him like forty dollars, maybe, for a field trip week yeah. camp money? He's like, I'm I'm getting me some Benjamin Franklin merch at the gift shop. Yes, <laughs> I was gonna say Riley's like lowballing him. He's giving him like a dollar at a time. And then Ian, for Ian comes letters. in and is like, I'll give you a hundred dollars if you give me the last four the four letters there. Sure, S-T-O-W. Is this real? Oh, Ian. Let's talk about Ian a little bit. I very much found it fitting that the villain in this American history, American historical fiction movie was British. And he has like complete disregard for the safety of the Declaration of Independence. Because it's like, we don't like you, Britain. We're going (laughs) to declare independence from you. Get ready for the Revolutionary War. Just feel like he's salty enough. Like, yeah. Should have more motives. You know, I didn't even think <laughs> about that, but that's true. You're not a cool villain unless you have British yes. accent, basically. They make good baddies, as they would say. Baddies. baddies. So then after that, they go to the Liberty Bell, right? Actually yes. Well, they go see it. Or, or the oh, right, right. And there's that whole thing where, like, they go up to the steeple, but Ian goes on the tour. And he's like yeah it's not here it's there <laughs> <laughs> Ian and his goons are always like in public i guess they're not being they're not wanted yeah i guess right because they, they didn't steal so i guess they could do whatever but like they were like riley couldn't go inside yeah. to see the philadelphia mm-hmm. museum because he's wanted because yeah. these guys they aren't they uh you know they aren't like historians and stuff they're just going like well i gotta go on the tour You know, I don't, Yeah, I got to Google this, you know, whatever. Ian seems to be kind of smart, but the other's not so much, but you know, classic henchmen. Yeah. They're they're probably one of the (laughs) best henchmen in any movie. I'm going to say that. They go up there, they go out there at the specific time. Now this is something that doesn't make any sense, right? Because they're like, oh, we have to figure out where the shadow is going to pass at the specific time. Right which They figured out on the back of the hundred dollar bill, but it's like, how did he get to uh 2 p.m. from that tiny thing? Even reading a normal clock, you can't accurately say, but that. even then, like, how is he supposed to know like where this is supposed to point to? Like, which oh, because the shadow of the thing you follow yeah. the shadow and it takes you to the you know. it's just it's just a very contrived, I guess, to find the specific brick. Yeah, that's one of the things like, where you can't like that dig building into it. is still there from like the 1700s and still in like. Perfect shape. Yeah. Cool, Ben Franklin X-ray specs. <laughs> so then they find the specs to see. Oh, there's more to the map, and uh, and Nick Cage has that like emotional moment. It was like when they unfold, they unroll the Declaration in Independence Hall. It's like cheesy. Wow, emotional moment. It's just last time this was here, it was being signed. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and Riley's like, "Can we get a move on, Ben? There's another tour <laughs> coming." through <laughs> people. Yeah, so after that, uh, they see Ian's onto them, so they have to separate the glasses from the from the declaration. They get separated. That's where it all goes wrong. Ian gets his hands on the actual declaration, and Ben Gates gets uh, caught by the FBI. They, they finally run his plates on yeah. his dad's car or whatever and find him. <laughs> so at that point, Riley and uh, Abigail have to team up with Ian to, like, break him up out break him out of custody as that whole scene i had actually forgotten about that whole sequence they meet up with ian on the uh what's aircraft carrier or whatever that ship he like jumps off which i never made the connection um it's assumed i guess that like ben gates is like a professional diver and it's Mm -hmm. him because he like jumps like this huge distance into this water off this boat. But he's like, when he gives that his watch earlier in the movie, he's like, Oh, it's a diving watch. It's actually worth a lot. Whoa. That <laughs> so makes like, sense. Is now. That the only like connection to, I guess he's like a, a diver. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. That's why they would put yeah. that in there. Wow. I'm making a bunch yeah. of connections now. Mm-hmm. Oh no. Yeah. When he dove. Okay. When I was in second grade, I didn't really know that much about geography. I knew all my 50 States and capitals. Yes. But I didn't really realize how close New Jersey and New yeah. York City was from each other. And there's just a river away. And I assumed that they were underwater in their scuba gear for like 500 miles, however, <laughs> <laughs> to get to New Jersey. I was like, "How did you get to and New there's Jersey?" There's just like here? sequence of them swimming underwater with like the Proclaimers playing in the background, like. Ah! And then somehow Ian, I guess, kidnaps uh, Ben's dad too. So he's he's yes. just having a hard time. He's Which, getting like duct taped to a chair with a that's pizza. A, <laughs> that's one of my favorite lines. I mean, it's pretty cliche, but it like fit with the story. Like something about poker, Ben. If you're gonna bluff, you got to make sure you're holding all the cards. <laughs> yeah, they reveal he's hot. Like they've got him in the car. People say that all the time, and it doesn't pay off as well. How do a bunch of guys with hand tools build all this? The aliens helped them. Like the pyramids. So, yeah, they like break into this like tomb under the church and then find this secret, secret tunnel. Secret tunnel! Secret tunnel! Be careful no one steps in (laughs) him. I just love everything the Scottish henchman specifically says. The Scottish accent is the funniest (laughs) accent. But yeah, this whole ending thing, I thought was, I always thought it was pretty cool. I always remember this from watching the movie. Just the set. I thought it was a cool setting for like a set piece at the end of the movie. And it's always cool in like a treasure movie to see like, you know, people going through secret passageways and all this. And, you know, Mm -hmm. so this was getting to the good stuff. Why haven't they done a national treasure (laughs) walkthrough ride? Like Poseidon's Fury on, um, at Bounds of Adventure. They could do like some sort of walkthrough ish show, not like a ride, but like your own little adventure. You have to like find clues in each area or (laughs) something. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. Disney could easily do that. Um, so, yeah, they trick Ian into going to Boston because the status yes. quo has changed. That's kind of cool. The, the chemistry What if by land, by sea. And they did a little flipperoo on him to throw mm-hmm. him off their scent. And that was cool. And then even John Voight was getting a little cheeky and he was like, What if I was lying? <laughs> Were <are> you? <laughs> he points the gun at him. I, I do think that the movie did like one too many fake outs here at the end because it's like you get to that yeah. part and you think it's gone Ian. the treasure's gone, it's all for nothing. At least, at least with the, it all started with like the decoration yeah. switch up mm-hmm. with the extra one, and um, when they were when they split up, they he had the case, and but you know what? I don't. I'm not gonna blame him for it. It's cliche, yeah. but it works. It wouldn't be as good of a movie if they didn't have it. But like they they get to the first room and they're like they know that there's a way past it, but they convince Ian to leave. Ian leaves. They get to the yeah. next room, and then it gets into this whole like, oh, it's not really here. Could it really be? <laughs> and his dad is like, this proves this proves that the treasure was real though, even though it's not here and all this, and you know, it gets emotional. And then and then they realize, oh, maybe there is a way. Is that what you said a second ago? I couldn't hear. Could it really be? Yeah. Could it really be possible? <laughs> <laughs> it all comes back to the to the pipe How do they not notice that though they're just, they're just four big uh circles on the wall and one is missing a little artifact in it it's high level they're just looking on the ground and they gave up way so too cold. soon and then they finally figure that out and then they get to the next room which is the treasure room but even then they don't see the treasure like right away right. it's just pitch black even though they have four they all have uh, torches, yeah. except for Riley because he's too cool. Like, torches. they're seeing some stuff, but it's not like all the gold and all this stuff. Scrolls from the library. There. <laughs> it's just like, it just seems like one too many like fake outs here at the end. But, yeah. Anyway, they find a scrolls from the library at Alexandria. Some <laughs> big blue man, some strange blue man with a strong goatee. I'm guessing yeah. it's significant. <laughs> That was improv. He just straight up <laughs> hugged him. Yeah. That was weird. Kind of the classic line at the end is, he's just kind of it's like, Riley, are you crying? And he's like, look, look, stairs. <laughs> this is such a quotable movie. We, we quote do this so it's, much. It definitely is one of our, our most quoted movies for sure. Half the time I'm not even aware I'm quoting yeah. national treasure, but I just say it yeah. in my everyday life. Man. So they get back up and the FBI, that guy is like, they're waiting for him and, Someone's got to go to prison, Ben. And he's like, I think I can help with that. And they go, they go, <laughs> they go catch uh, Ian breaking into wherever in Boston, wherever they sent him. <laughs> as soon as he breaks a yeah. law. <laughs> so Ian's gone to prison, and uh, Ben gets the treasure, well, 1% of it, and gets the girl. He gets one, wait, $10 million? They never say what the amount is. Wait, what, they just say what he got, 10 they offered million. him 10%. And he said one percent. No, it's the treasure was worth ten billion. billion. I don't know Mm. that it ever says the amount. He said that it it Mm. does say it. It says he says it when he's talking with him. He's like, "Um, there's about ten billion of it, ten million dollars worth of it, about five stories beneath your shoes." But he says ten billion. So one percent, ten percent of that is ten million. So 1% would be $1 million. So are Ferraris $500,000? I don't know. I haven't bought one in a really long time. <laughs> I saw the alternate yeah. ending today, and I like that ending a lot yeah. more a little than more. what it was. It was funny to have Riley complain about his uh, half of a 1% <laughs> and driving away with his $500,000. $500, yeah. Driving away with his half a million yeah. dollar Ferrari. Poorly <laughs> at that. Actually, did you know he shaved his head too early and then he had to film that scene and uh, they put a no wig on didn't. him? What, for another role that's, or something? Yeah, he did that for a couple scenes. Huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah. I, did see, I did see the alternate ending and for those who haven't seen it, just go look it up on YouTube. But I did... No, there's one that's bad. There's one that's like a fan cut that I okay. mistaken I mistook it for an actual one. It's where it's one of the movies where he's Nick Cage is actually in prison. Um, I, they yeah, cut, but, they ended up going with the other ending because they, they didn't want it to seem like, Oh, we're setting up a sequel like too strongly. So yeah. that's why they cut it. Um, I guess you don't so that was kind of why, so they it's reshot a, a new t- ending, which is fine. I liked it. Those two kids in the national archives looking at the constitution. Yeah. And they were joking about, like, and they are like, "Um, is there really an invisible map on there? And the kid's like, no, that's just what they get you. That's what they say just to get you interested in history. (laughs) Let's go. This place blows. (laughs) And then Nick Cage is, like, right behind him just smiling. (laughs) And Abigail pops up. And, like, everybody, the whole gang shows up. They're all, like, looking at it together, I guess. And they're like, do you you really think that there would be an invisible map on the Constitution? nah Riley does have some he does say something like can we at least keep the treasure this time or something like that some of the money can we actually keep some of the money this time (laughs) the the one aspect we haven't really talked about too much of this movie and I know you were wanting to, to talk about it was the soundtrack yes okay another memory not childhood memory but college memory this score Mm-hmm. in soundtrack for this Trevor Rabbit, Trevor Rabin or Rabin 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 good old Trevor well he's done he's done a lot of Nick Cage movies because he's done Gone in 60 Seconds and uh yeah. Gone Air Armageddon that was a Terry Bruckheimer movie Kangaroo Jack mm. <laughs> Kangaroo Jack okay. remember the Titans now that is good <laughs> He yes. did Remember the Titans? Uh, wow. Hot Rod, what? <laughs> Sick. Uh, he did National mm-hmm. Treasure 2 and Sorcerer's Apprentice. Yeah. yeah, he's done a lot of good stuff and it, it is a really good, good score. I've actually, I've never really listened to it on its own until like the other day before this episode, I wanted to wa- listen to it. And I found this during finals week of my first mm-hmm. semester of college. And I listened to it while i was studying and staying up i stayed up all night i remember staying up all night studying for one of my exams <laughs> all night from like midnight to 8am i listened to wow. this on repeat because one it, if you need to focus on something listen to this soundtrack it motivates you to focus but fast yeah it's amazing it it motivates you it's Oh, makes you excited to do random boring tasks. <laughs> it, it's probably my favorite. I will still listen to it to this day, even though I did not get yeah. burned out by it. I had it stuck in my head for about a week. So that was cool because I pictured myself yeah. in the movie. <laughs> it's just like in the line, just yeah. driving to work. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's top three top three in my mind um music scores wow that's high and that's praise. saying something because there's a lot of high praise for this one if you don't like listening to the movie scores this is a good one to get yep. into if you want to yeah i listened to it uh some actually while i was working uh earlier today and it's pretty good i whenever i'm hanging out with my friends in the car for like driving somewhere probably like nashville or something i'll put it on and like just random movie scores and people are like just put something good on like this is good what are you talking about Uh, but I like it because it's like you're watching the movie but without watching it like I've it it has to be a movie that I've seen a bunch of times to where I can like picture the scene around me it's I don't know it's it's, it's it's cool well Jeremy the status quo has changed it's time we wrap this all up so we're sure it was done by Bryce Bridgman you can find him at Captain Cool Guy on Instagram, um, and if you would like to follow us on Instagram, we are at Inside Quotes Cast on Instagram. And go ahead and give us a follow. I'll post about post on our story, yeah. and, and also if you want to give us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to, that would be greatly appreciated. Um, I hope you guys really enjoyed this because I I really did. We're a little rusty this week, okay. but. We'll get back into it. So happy 4th of July on the 23rd of July. This <laughs> recording. Cool. Well, yeah, I, I had a good time uh, re-watching this. Like we said earlier, we we rewatched this with our family, specifically because this is such a family favorite for us. So. This is a yeah. staple. We'll be looking forward to doing the second one eventually down the line. But next week, it's my turn. So... You got a hit for us? Well, we talked about soundtracks a little bit ago, and this is a soundtrack I've been listening to like on repeat for like the last few weeks, so much so that I'm like, I need to rewatch this movie. And uh, Jeremy knows what it is because we share a Spotify account, so he knows what I've been listening to. This is a movie version of a classic TV show, an old TV show. So we'll leave it yes. at that from the nineteen fifty, featuring the mayfield what'd you say <laughs> wait did you, you on say? purpose you say we'll leave it at that <laughs> no I on didn't. purpose <laughs> Dude, so good. all right if you haven't figured it out by now you're not going to figure it out until next week well everyone we'll see you guys next week be sure to keep the status quo here on inside quotes top results a glove fry a very golf. Fargo Levy, Gravy Flow, Valley Frog, also uh, Ago Fly Rev, Grove Flya, uh, R Fly Gov, Era... It's Valley Forge.